0: Today is a momentous day. It's the day that the Holy Spirit comes down and sets fire to the world. It's the day that the birth of the church takes place. And while in our first reading we have this extravagance, the showing of the Holy Spirit, in which tons of fire come down, in which the walls are shaken. It's usually not the ordinary way we see the Holy Spirit operate in our own lives. It's the prophet Elijah who tells us that he heard the voice of God, not in the earthquake or the storm, but in the quiet whisper. Today we also begin a stage of returning to normal, um, as Archbishop Lucas has lifted the dispensation to attend Sunday Mass, meaning we're now required again for that attendance of Sunday Mass, at, except for those with um, good reason of health not to. The pro, um, and I believe strongly that during this past year, right, that the Holy Spirit has been working some mighty fireworks in those quiet and sometimes and often dark moments of this last year. The Holy Spirit is more like a musical score than a mighty firework display. Let me explain that a little bit. When I was younger, my dad tried to instill in each and every one of us children a deep appreciation for music. All of us sun kids took piano, band, and even, I admit, dance, which I did not do well at. And on quite a few occasions, we'd visit the Omaha Symphony Orchestra. And I distinctly remember the beauty of the conductor and the musicians working together. To play some beautiful piece, a piece that my dad would explain to me often was written by a composer over a century ago. Later on, I remember just six years back or so, um, attending Handel's Messiah, and um, performed by the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra when I was living in St. Louis, and I distinctly remember the thrill. And the beauty of that, and I remember turning to the person whose guest I was at that symphony and commenting to them that the thrill and the joy and the beauty that came out of this one performance was far greater than any firework display could possibly be. A symphony orchestra is made up of many parts, many musicians, several instruments, Yet, not one of them is more important than the other. Right? Each instrument has its part in the score. Without them, that piece of music does not reach its fullness. The conductor is there to keep time, to tell them when to be loud, to tell them when to quiet down. However, the source of the music is not the conductor himself, but the musical score that was written by that original composer, as I said often century or centuries ago. Yet those in the audience, they don't see the musical score. All they see is the work of the musicians and the composer together. And so I want to parallel this of the symphony to the life of the church. Jesus founded his church upon Peter. And we heard in today's gospel, right, he gave the apostles that power to forgive and retain sins. Thus the one Peter himself, the pope, is the one that shows that we are in communion with Jesus Christ, right? And so the Pope and the hierarchy of the church, in a way, work as the conductor of that orchestra. They're there to teach, to guide, to make sure that we stay faithful to that musical score of faith. And we, the faithful, are the musicians, As St. Paul told us, there's many gifts, but the same spirit. We all have a different part to play. But it's all in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in which we contribute our own talents and perspectives of this life to play that one song of holiness, of salvation of the world. The last part and the imp- most important part, the Holy Spirit himself is the musical score, the living musical score, the one who tells us how to move, when to be loud, when to crescendo, when to rest, when what notes we are to play. So what does this mean for us in the Christian life? At baptism and at confirmation, we were filled with the Holy Spirit. We were filled with this musical score. The God who created us filled us with that fire of his love. And the God who created us gave us each those individual gifts that each and every one of us has, often unique to each and every one of us. I sometimes laugh when I see an orchestra and I see a man who's just playing a triangle. His part's minor and some might view it or judge it to be even so small that it's humiliating. Yet in the beauty of the greater song, it's essential. His part is essential to the composer's greater vision. If it were not, he wouldn't have wasted his time to write an entire section of the score for the triangle. Don't judge your part as minor. I remember I was preparing a couple for marriage a few years back, and the groom told me, Father, I'm not going to lead any Bible studies. I'm perfectly happy mowing the lawn. Good, good. Right? Maybe you decorate the church. Maybe you make lunches for funerals. Maybe you sing in choir. Maybe you visit the homebound or nursing homes or make phone calls to them when they're alone. Maybe you visit those in hospitals. Or maybe, in the own silence of your home, all you're able to do which is actually the greatest thing we can do, is offer prayers for those souls. Just because the person has the part of a trumpet that can be heard and seen by all doesn't make any other parts less significant. Just because our part is small Each and every one of our gifts are essential in the playing of the music of salvation of the world. We're guided and compelled by the Holy Spirit in what we do. Now, just like a musician without practice, without without contact with the written music, would be nothing more than noise. We know the noise we hear when a band warms up. When everyone is just playing on their own. Without the musical score, that's what we sound like. And without contact with the living God in prayer, it's what we become as church. It's just noise. We just become noise that sounds angry or disconnected. But when we are all grounded in prayer to that living musical score that is the Holy Spirit, we become a symphony that's so beautiful that none of the world can deny its beauty. And so call to mind right now. I invite you to call to mind right now. What are the ways that you've served God in his church in the past, either recently or far away? And see the look of joy on the Lord's face as he's that conductor. And he sees the beauty. He sees the greatness of his vision in this plan, this song of his the promise to yourself and to God that with a new fervor after this pentecost feast that i will pray and do whatever i work i do the greater understanding of the love and the way that i take part in the holy spirit's wonderful symphony